to the Wiveted Comedy Panel workshop thingy thing that we're doing today. We have Hillary Hudson who runs this big this big pine we got going on here, having a good time. Kathy Lewis, who's been on BET Logo TV, a regular at the comedy store. Yeah. yeah. And then we have Jay McBride, who's been on several comedy festivals, correct? Yes. Which is the, uh, I want to I wanna say Boston, but I think I'm wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I've done Boston okay. a couple times. And uh, then. Great uh, American Limestone. Awesome. So I've done a bunch. Very cool. Yeah, it's uh, not as good as uh, BET, but you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> just as good. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I stalked you um, on online, both of you. And you Sweet. both had like serious interesting things in your life like a lot of challenges i know that you have congenital heart failure and you've had m like tons of surgeries yeah, is that correct i, I, was, I was born with uh, tetralogy of the low wow um, and i've had four one-heart surgeries wow and i'm still fucking <laughs> yes <laughs> yes what what's it called what did you have tetralogy of the low it's um i have an artificial valve for my aortic valve and a pulmonary valve is um, with pig. The pig valve, yeah. So I'm like the bionic pig. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> when was your last um, surgery? Are you like good um, now? Or? My last surgery for heart was in 97. Um, but just recent, I just um, went through uh, breast cancer. Wow. In the last year. Okay. And um, last year as well in June, I was almost killed in a car accident. Oh, and I fucking survived. You're like a cat with yeah. like multiple lives. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing is gonna kill me. <laughs> She's uh, like a soap opera star. I know. She comes back and comes back. Yeah, I also read too. You were um, your life was like uh, a subject of a Spike Lee documentary. Yeah. yeah. It's still ongoing. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, they, they came aboard uh, like in 96 when I uh, started ha having uh, my heart failure. I had the, uh, the fourth open heart surgery in 97. So we have filmed from there to present. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Do you know when that's coming out? or? Oh, just trying to, I mean, I just finished the cancer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like the radiation stuff. So now I'm about to just put it together. Okay. So you're in remission, yeah. which is good. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. I, fucking, I mean, they caught it at stage zero, thank God. But, yeah. you know, I beat the shit. <laughs> yes, yes, good. And uh, that's awesome. And, Jay, I actually uh, was looking at... Some of your stuff. I know that you were. It's not nearly as good as Gabby's. <laughs> it's, I'll tell you no, right now. No, it actually is. I um, I love how you say you uh, your family was a pragmatic Irish Catholic family, and given that you're, you know, uh, what I view you as an advocate for transgender um, individuals. So that must have been real interesting growing up with that dynamic. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They they. I mean, it led to most of my material, <laughs> but yeah. I love no, it. it's yeah. Even now, like you, hear, you bring up being transgender to a, an Irish Catholic group, they're like, <laughs> you know, whoa, whoa, and what, you know, and, and like they have a certain way. They don't say transgender; they say transgender or whatever. You know, that's that's the the word they use. 
so it, it, it was definitely it was definitely different. But I mean, like for the most part, I still have one brother I, I haven't talked to since I came out. Oh wow! So um, then I have an uncle who's a priest who you know always apparently prays for me. Uh, so I got that going for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, which that's a good thing, right? Uh, a priest who, buy, well, anyway. So, so anyway, yeah, it was it was definitely a tough situation to try and come out publicly, for sure. Yeah, and just that transition in itself. And, you know, I watched your TED Talk, which I found really interesting. And I like how you had talked about not using the old school term, like transsexual, like how that's right. archaic. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, that's like you use that in porns today or just like, you know, <laughs> porn 20 years ago. But you don't use it like, <laughs> you know, for, for a person today. It's just a, it's just a, one of those terms. There are a lot of things that just people get wrong. You yeah. Because they're not like... You know, not in Flagstaff in a college town, woke AF, but uh, <laughs> but no, like like any people who just don't want to know will will just constantly say things that are wrong because they don't want to know. They don't want to be informed. They want to just continue to hate trans people for whatever reason. So you, it is what it is. Do you find that people are um, transitioning from that though, and and starting to be more accepting and more opening or more open? Um, yes and no. You know, I mean the the ones who hate trans people the most are dying off so that's good <laughs> but the you know like their kids are like their kids love me you know their kids are great <laughs> and, and like and it's uh, i've done a lot of shows in red states like uh like indiana bright red state you know i've, I've been in pennsylvania west virginia uh nebraska so i mean all these towns it, it's kind of something about like performing in front of a an audience where they've never met a trans person before and now there's like oh okay you're trans and you're not someone trying to you know <laughs> cut off a four-year-old's penis and keep it for themselves or whatever you know whatever this other backwards shit that they think well, that's so, not how it works well <laughs> we use cautery now it doesn't we don't really we don't cut it you know it's just uh we invert it uh well <laughs> so. and to quote you i saw that you, there was a point that you said comedy fades from my awareness it had happened for a while and that you basically just you broke down and it sounds really like comedy for you is a, like a coping mechanism. Yeah. Wow. I said that. Yeah. That sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. That sounds, I, should, I added the coping mechanism. Okay, I'm nice, super nice. proud of that. It <laughs> faded from my awareness. That sounds like, man, like I was... Like when you were younger. Right. I think it was around high school. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, because I actually did a talent show when I was in seventh grade. I was, I was telling Kathy about that. You know, and... Um, it was great. I loved it. But then you just look at like, you know, when, you, when growing up, you always, everyone says, what do you want to be when you grow up? I didn't have a profession in mind. I was like, I just want to be, you know, a woman. <laughs> that, yeah. That's it. That's my goal. You know, then. Me too. The, right. right. <laughs> Still working You do on it better than I do. Uh, you pull it off way better. Yeah, you, right. You're so passable. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. I appreciate so, that. <laughs> but I mean, like, so, so you don't even think about, like, I didn't even think that comedy is, you know, I assumed I was probably going to either have killed myself or I'd, I'd be dead either by suicide or some other way by the time I was 30, you know? Well, I'm glad so, you're not So, dead. I mean, like, just the, the thought of having a career was just, didn't even enter my mind, so I didn't even think about it. Yeah, that's so. really interesting. Um, I also want to transition over to uh, Hillary, you know, pun intended. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> You've been bust. Uh, every time I see you, someone's tapping your shoulder, asking you a question. You're on your phone. Like, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I hope I'm doing well. I uh, <laughs> trying to multitask. Yeah, yeah. I think you do a dang good job. Thanks, thanks. It's, yeah. Uh, today's hard. Uh, 
because I wasn't supposed to do so many panels, and so I should be doing other things, but I want to provide the content um, that we're doing, so yeah. I've kind of rearranged some things, but well, thank it's, you for it's doing good. that. I mean, I think it's it's fine, and it'll be great. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What? So I'm curious, what made you want to do this? What made you want to do, you know, a festival? That's a festival or yeah. comedy? Both, actually. Um. Well, comedy. Uh, so I'm. I have uh, five different autoimmune diseases. And I first got sick when I was 21. Uh, I've been sick for 16 years. I say I'm not sick anymore, but that's what I say. That's not what the doctor says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I had been running events. Jack and I ran events at our church mm-hmm. uh, and had a falling out with them and left for whatever. And I was really sick. I wasn't even getting out of bed, crawling to the bathroom. It was not great. Wow. And I needed something to keep my mind busy and so that's how I started in comedy is I just started uh, running social media for some comedians and then it turned into booking some shows or whatever Um, the festival happened uh, we came up here and volunteered for the first festival and when we left I just said Flagstaff's the perfect place for a festival Uh, I want to do so much more with it how do we get them to let us be more involved and then the next year he actually gave us the festival and Jack and I just really want to create like a safe and welcoming comedy community where people can network and meet each other and work together. We really firmly believe that we all move forward together. If you're a comedian and you're making people laugh, then you're opening them to comedy. And that helps all comedians. Because if you can turn someone into a comedy lover, they, they don't just love you, they'll learn to love all comedy. So we just mm-hmm. really want to create this community where everybody supports each other and nurtures each other and helps each other out. There's so many opportunities where uh, with other people that can be had if you're just open to them. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's like, yeah, that's really cool to hear you say that. And it shows like this festival, it's, you know, it's very, it's like a little community. It's, I'm having so much fun hanging out with everyone here. I'm having so much fun in the town just because of this festival. Thank you. I so, appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and from my experience, too, I feel like y'all have been nothing but supportive, and it's been such a positive experience, so thank you for all your hard work. It's awesome. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm curious, as far as women in comedy, um, I found that, you know, it tends to be more male-dominated, and I just kind of want to know. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, trying to navigate uh, the comedy scene in that way, can you speak to your experience about that? Well, for me, I've been pretty... Very lucky. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I came to, uh, uh, to Los Angeles in 91. Mm-hmm. And my very first audition at the comedy store, I was picked up. So I was like put into this comedy family that I didn't even expect. And all the guys were like great to me at that time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I came up with like the Eddie Griffin, uh, Chris Tucker, yes. Alex Thomas, uh, Jim Carrey, he went for the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. He came out on stage with a sock on his penis. <laughs> so, I see that, and Richard Pryor. He stole that from Louis C.K. <laughs> or the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, for me, I, I haven't had that, that, that bad experience at all. I've been very, 
Very yeah. blessed and lucky. Yeah, that's I, awesome. Uh, like what Hillary was saying, um, I started a show at the Kami store in 96. And um, it was like one of the very first Brainer shows there. I created that. Um, uh, and I opened up to just up and coming comics to perform on the main room stage. And that came through, you know, my crazy. Yeah. I went to Polly and said, this is how we do it, and we can do it, and it happened, and it's still, it's still going on. Yeah, that's awesome. People who aren't regulars there are still able to get on that stage yeah. through other different type of producers. Great, great. So, yeah, yeah. it was real. I, I love it. I, I did it from 96 to 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she Your biggest influence? Yes. She she changed my life forever. Can you tell us a little bit about Mitzi Shore? Oh, Mitzi. <laughs> Everybody would just scatter. <laughs> if she would uh, come through, but she 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 just knew what she wanted. She wanted unique, different people and she always got the of course the craziest ones and mm -hmm. She was just really nice to us. I mean, she had her streak. Everybody knows the stories about Mitzi. Mm -hmm. You know, get her off the stage. Mm -hmm. so she'll, she'll hug you. And she, she's just been, she was wonderful to me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you knew where she stood, though, at yeah. all times. Like, yeah. She's pretty clear about that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I give my whole career to her. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Jay? Um, I mean, for me, it's it's it's. I think everyone, it's it's different. And I for feel sure. like I feel like it's just like there's never you know one path or anything like that. I think the the worst thing for me just looking, just seeing the way some clubs run and how many like like especially some of the chains, just seeing how many like men they have headlining on weekends and how many women, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's just so out and it, and it's frustrating and like all you do is just keep working harder and trying to be, but you know, it's it's hard not to let it get you down. But I think you just have to. I mean, I mean, there, this one story that I always tell. There's this. There's this. Do you know Erin Jackson? Mm -mm. She's she's originally from D.C. She's uh in 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 New York now. Hysterical, super funny. One of one of the funniest funniest comedians there are. Like she was on a show with Tom Arnold, and she had to feature for Tom Arnold. Oh. And I'm like, all these all these like club owners that say funny is funny. It's like bullshit. Because if the funny is funny, you would have had Tom Arnold like taking her dinner order. You know, and, and but. <laughs> So, so I mean, it, it's it's tough when you look at it, but then again, you also like I know that I've had clubs that I've had great experiences with. I know yeah. there's like there, there's one club in Albany where he would let me feature on we, you know, we're, say, I could talk about being trans, I could talk about whatever I wanted, mm -hmm. and then I've had stories like where um, someone asked to bring me along as their feature on the road, which is normal for a lot of headliners to do, and then uh, and things that they've done at these clubs before, and the owner just said flat out. Uh, you can bring a feature, just not this one, you know. And, and like, I don't know if it's because wow. I'm trans or what, but it's just like that shit happens all the time. Um, I mean, for, fortunately, wow. yeah, and that's happened at least three times so far mm -hmm. that I that people have confided in me. But by the same token, I'm also able to do a lot of trans conferences that I wouldn't be able to do, you know. Yeah. So I mean, like, you have to look at 
you have to find your market and make your market to a large extent, you know? Yeah. Which is frustrating because if you're if you're just like a, a bro telling dick jokes, you do whatever the, whatever you wanted, you know. Yeah. And but, no offense, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you're like a, a a force in that community, you know, and advocating, which is great because you know that your voice needs to be heard. People need oh, to know. Well, thanks. You know. Yeah. Um. And who's one of your biggest influences as far as uh, um, I think of one. Yeah, I mean, like, I've had a lot of comedic influences that just, like, Joan Rivers and Sarah Silverman are the ones that are just, like, that, that in-your-face, fuck-you attitude. Yeah. I mean, Joan Rivers was telling abortion jokes in 1967. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like that's unheard of, you know? And, I, I like, for, for joke writing, I love Jesselneck, I love Mitch Hedberg, but, you know, when, yeah. when you look at what, what Joan Rivers did, I mean, how could you not respect the hell out of her? Yeah, so. she was incredible, Yeah. Um, Hillary, do you have thoughts on that as far as like comedy being male dominated field and <sighs> <laughs> Well, it's hard it's comedy is hard for me one because I'm not a comedian. Yeah. So a lot of times people are like, "Oh, you're not a comedian." Or they don't know me because they don't see me on stage. Mm -hmm. Uh I kind of like it. People don't know who I am, so they don't talk to me. <laughs> uh, until they realize who I and then they'll be like oh that's Hillary and then I get a little overwhelmed but um, I also have a buffer right so Jack is with me 24-7 mm -hmm. um, and we have found with the festival not always now that we've like formed some relationships with people but a lot of times a lot of people we deal with with the festival want to talk to Jack or Buck or Brian and they don't really want to talk to me uh, they usually end up talking to me in the long run because the guys don't know the answers to the questions. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, let me ask Hillary. I don't know, let me ask Hillary. And then they're finally like, oh, can I just talk to Hillary? But it takes a while to get there. Um, like the Wizard of Oz or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I mean, I'm, I feel fortunate that I work with, we have a great production team. Um, it is, even our production team is, is male dominated. Um, and I have like fought with that for a while. Uh, I try to tell myself, like, you should get more women involved. Um, and I try really hard. Like, I reached out to you. I've, tr I've tried to get women involved. But that <sighs> I feel like sometimes women are catty, mm -hmm. and they're not as n nice to me or easy to work with. Sure. I, I don't feel like that's always the case. But I do feel like as much as the industry is male-dominated, the women don't stick together and support each other and they abuse each other a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think a lot of that, and I'd like to get everybody's thoughts on this, is that that's a lot of stuff that's ingrained in us in our culture too, to, to be competitive, to not support one another. Um, and I, I really am seeing a shift in that um, because I used to be catty. You know, I, I was very, and I knew it came used from a place of, <laughs> still am, so. Just kidding. Bitch, I look way better than everybody today. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I had a problem with women. I didn't like women and, and when I was younger, um, and I know that was from a place of insecurity. You know, now I, I love women. I'm a big supporter of women. I work with um, victims of domestic abuse, so that changed me a lot. Um, but that's such a great point. Uh, we need each other. We need to support one another for sure. And I have great relationships with men too. Um, but kind of interested on, on your thoughts about that as far as women supporting one another. I think that's a great. Well, well for me, I, uh, I guess being one of the, the few, especially after the black female sure. comics um, at the store, um, I felt like I was like, the, the mother, yeah. of other, you know, uh, female comics, because that's 
what I created. I wanted to create more, you know, the not the the fat, but I want the up and coming and I was just always giving. So um, I mean my experiences have been different, totally different than you guys. I mean the the guys at the store just took me in. Mm -hmm. You know, they they didn't uh, and I, I never had beef with nobody really. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I just missed that shit. That's okay. That's amazing. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. Absolutely. And we need to hear that. And it's amazing that every w woman has a different experience. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's like, I'm, yeah. nobody can say nothing that yeah. I'll kick the ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love what you said about that's what you created, because I think if it's not there, then make yeah. it happen. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't exist, make it exist. And you know, I see where I'm from in Tucson, we have a lot more women who are active and running shows. So I see a, I see a positive shift. And but I'm glad that wasn't your experience. You know, that it should have it should be like that for everyone for sure. But there's one thing that um, I do regret now because um, of how everything comedy is hot right now. Mm -hmm. It's like the seventies and eighties all over again. Yeah. And my, my only regret, uh, regret was that I didn't get away from the comedy store. I just stayed there mm. all those years and created the shows that I did. What do you think you would do differently? Um, I would have gone out and networked more mm -hmm. and, you know, experience uh, the improvs and all that stuff. But yeah. I was just, I was a comedy store brat. Yeah. And that was it. That's something you could still do, no? I mean, you yeah. could still get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. yeah. So now I feel like I'm starting comedy all over again because it's all about me. Yeah. It's like a rebirth. So, yeah. So yeah. I, and I've been in, um, doing it since 89. Wow. I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah. It's my drug. It is. It really is. It feels yeah. like a drug for sure. For me too. With all the shit I've gone through, this is the only thing that kept me going. Because the comics, a lot of comics are, uh, we all get depressed. I, I, every comic that I know, you know, experience depression like fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's like the second part of being a comic. <laughs> it's like, that's what you have, you have to have depression to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you go in the dark side to get the happy side, but yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a my my experience. Yeah. Well, I wondered about that too because I I feel like a lot of people have depression, and I wondered if comedians just have more visibility because we talk about it and we express it. A lot of us do on stage. Um, so kind of want to get your thoughts on that, and also about what we were talking about about women supporting one another, and kind of see what you think about that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. I've most of them I've worked with have been super supportive, you know, and I know there are some instances, you know, like that, when that slashing, Eliza Slashing article came out, that was like, oof, that, that was like, you, you know, like a dog whistle to all that, you know, but, um, <laughs> no, that, that was, but um, I, I think women in generally, 
at least to me, and again, like, let's face it, whenever I say, like, as a female comic, there's always, like, an asterisk at the end of it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Babe Ruth's home run record or whatever, <laughs> or Barry Bonds, whatever it is. But, um, you know, so it's, it's been cool. But, but the one thing, like, like Hillary pointed, said about how she's building this festival to be more supportive and that there's room for all of us. And if you look at it that way, like, this isn't a zero-sum game where there's one winner, one loser. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone can win. And, like, yeah. and when you see... One thing that I see a lot with, with guy comics, especially in the city, um, they hang out with each other. You know, you know, they'll talk together, they'll bullshit with each other and stuff, and I'm sure they get material from that. So, I mean, like, that's one of those things, like, as that helps build your material. I think it's just being around funny people who help you write, help you think of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tried to do that, whether it was a male or a female person that I hung out with, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, as for the depression, it's, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, I think... I think every comic I know is either depressed or uh, anxiety, uh, (laughs) (laughs) or anxious, or you know, or or missing a limb. I don't know. They're um, (laughs) like they all. It's just it's bizarre. But I think like if you look at artists in general or creative people in general, like every like like I was big into grunge music when that came out, and like they're all gone except for except for Pearl Jam. That they don't count. You know, they're they're not grungy. They're not grungy. I mean, Chris Cornell's gone. Like, like uh, Allison Chains, Lane Staley's gone. Kurt Cobain's gone. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think it has to do with like, being creative just as much as being a comedian. Yeah, and I think that sometimes there's this misperception that comedians, since they're on stage, they're very social people and very extroverted <laughs> and very. And that's no. not my experience. A lot of us are just like, I want to go home and like yes. hang out with my cat or my dog. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a comedian come up to me uh, at the club and was like, I said something like, oh, I thought you hated me. I said, no, I just have as much anxiety as the rest of you. I just sometimes can't talk to everyone. I don't know. Yeah. I think people think if you're not socializing with them, you're like judging them or being mean to them. And I think we're all just kind of like struggling to be like, is it okay if I talk to them? Am I bothering them? You know. Yeah, well, and I think I wonder if part of that, and maybe it's not, is being a woman, because if we're not smiling or like, hi, how are you? Then people are like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Smile, are you having a bad day? Are you on your period? That's so weird you mentioned. Like, one of the things that I noticed as my jokes, I tell some dark jokes, and I found if I smile at the end of a lot of them, they hit harder. It's very bizarre. (laughs) I swear to God. It's like, you have to, like, I smile more for certain jokes and they hit harder. I can't explain it. You know, and I've, like, I've seen both sides of it. I, I, like, when I talk, when we talk about just, you know, like, like, sexism just, like, built in, like, I tell the story, like, in retail, as a guy, I was never turned down for a promotion at three different places. It was mostly bookstores. Um, never. never. Yeah. I had, like, over seven. Uh, then when I was working retail after transitioning, I never got a promotion. Well, you should have just it, it was like, like I, Yeah, I know. I know. That was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just, you know, where people think, like, all of a sudden you can't fix the computer or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't fix it either way, but they at least gave me a <laughs> shot when I was a guy. <laughs> Well, too, and I wonder if you've ever heard, um, like, uh, this, you're, you're, you're pretty, you know, I don't normally like female comedians, but you're pretty funny for right. a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, thanks? Like, right. I don't know, have you gotten that? Or, like, what's your response to that? Um, I mean, <laughs> I, don't know, look, I, 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 just, I, I never, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe I have like this bubble around. 
No, bubble it up, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. great. <laughs> it's great. Like you're funny, Kathy. Keep doing your shit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. I I will say I have had so much support from mm-hmm. male comedians. Yeah. Like, like I said earlier, most of our production team is male comedians. Not all of it, but I mean, they are very su- supportive. I haven't had. Uh, I mean, they're always like a bad apple, but I I have had tons of support from from male comedians. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and this this actually happened with a woman that came out to me and said oh, okay. that. It wasn't a, a guy. Oh, and okay. you're talking about people after a show, right? Yeah, after yeah. a show. Okay, not like other comics, but other just like audience members. Yeah, yeah. I was in New Mexico. Um, this is just one time when a woman came up to me and was like, I don't normally like female comedians, but you're funny for a female. And I was like, you're female. What's happening right now? So this isn't like let's slam dudes hour, but um, you know, I just thought that was interesting, and I've heard that other um female comedians have experienced yeah, that. I've so. seen people post things on Facebook. Like, I don't normally like female comedians, like women posting this. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, part of it, too. If you look at the ways, again, when you look at some of the clubs the, that book, like, 90% male headliners, it's like you're yeah. training your audience as to what you, a comedian should be. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you're telling the, telling everyone, like, this is comedy. It, it's a guy. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So you're training your, you're, you're basically training your audience to, to that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Damn right. <laughs> you want to start it? Do you, do you yeah. all want to open a club together? Let's do this. I don't like working with other women, though, so I can't. <laughs> Y'all are too catty. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, what what is one of the weirdest things that's, that's happened to you while you were performing on stage? Maybe it was a weird moment that you had or something weird that happened. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I actually could change my voice. And, you know, I started to change my voice and I burped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking just fucked up the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Part of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, that was the fucking punchline. Yeah. And I fucking burped. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I, I had some, I mean, this is kind of like a weird thing that happened. Like, I don't really do a lot of crowd work because whenever it does, it <laughs> usually it goes badly. You know, at some point I'm just going to say something mean and it's just like, like I'll laugh, but that's it. But um, so but anyway, if I can talk, I'll, if I talk to someone, it's to lead into another joke. So I was just talking about being single, you know, and like every other comic <laughs> in America. But you know, uh, and then someone just mentioned my friend's single. You know, I was like, all right, I'll talk to her. I was like, okay, whatever. Let's see where this goes. And like, so you're single? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, are you trying online dating or anything like that? She said no. And I was like, well, well, maybe that's that's why you're single. <laughs> and then she said no, it's because my husband just died. Oh. And I'm like, your friend is an asshole. What the? <laughs> and that was like, I mean, ooh, that was a hole that you just, you, you're not going to dig out of that one quick. Um, so that was, one of the, that was a little weird. Yeah. Then her friend just kept going like, she's single, she's single. <laughs> it's like, no, she's widowed. <laughs> that was actually from yesterday in the podcast said that. So yeah. I can't take credit for that <laughs> widowed line. 
Oh my gosh, I, I think the only weird thing that happened is just me. Like I had a lot of anxiety on stage and when I just like looked down, I was like, how's your food? Like, I don't know why I asked that. That was so, they're like, fine, I don't know. Matt laughs, it's okay. Um, it was really weird. But uh, as far as you, Hillary, like in, in the work that you do, have you had any really odd requests or like you're like, what? Why would you ask that? Or any weird stories that you can think uh, of? I mean, like at the club, we get re weird writers sometimes. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm kind of like in a unique position because I get to do whatever I want with the festival. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really have to cater to that many people. I mean, I mostly cater to like our venues and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't had too many weird requests. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I also haven't been doing this for very long. So yeah. That's well, part give it of time. It, You'll get plenty of weird requests. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I um I wanted to open up the floor to see if anybody had questions. Um, anybody have questions out there? Questions. You have a question. You obviously have a question. <laughs> you obviously Please have a question. Come on, Carrie Lynn. Okay. So <laughs> this, I don't even know if it's if it's applicable or if you would feel comfortable answering it, but. As a female comic, it's so weird, but uh, sometimes I find it hard what to wear on stage. I feel like most guys can just wear jeans and a t-shirt, it's kind of an afterthought. 100%. Like sometimes when we're up there as women, it's like, do I wear a dress or do I wear jeans and a t-shirt, sneakers, flats, heels? Like, what, what kind of advice could you offer on that? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you don't like it, that's on you. I mean, but when you first started, was it a little different when you first started? Because I feel like, like at the, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just me, but I... I... When I first started, I was trying to look, look like a Eddie Griffin, so I was like, <laughs> looking like that. That's awesome. <laughs> I had the hat shorts and shit, and I was called a, a gay gremlin. <laughs> My face I love. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I kind. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I kind of feel like every comic should at least dress nicer than the people that are paying money to see them. You know, male or female. I think just women will just get knocked for it more, more easily. Then I found like, like. I kind of dress more, almost like a, a character. I do more, you know, I feel like I'm, on, I'm a bit of a character on stage. I'm a little darker, you know, I, and that's what I, so I feel like I have to do a little bit of that. Like, I like it when I show my tattoos on stage. I like it when I do stuff like that. But yeah, it's, I mean, I, I feel like if you, especially as a female, it's harder to get taken seriously and you kind of have to do some, you can't just phone it in when you're on stage, I feel like, which is a bullshit double standard, but I think it's true. And I think clubs aren't kind of, I, I mean, I don't know. That makes sense. And I mean, unless like you're doing a show and then the guys like guys are saying, no, 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 you should wear really, really short shirts and a tank top and a and, or just a bra, you know, because you know, because they're horny. But like it's you know, but no, I I just feel like if you want to be taken seriously, like you, in this, unfortunately, you kind of have to do something, you know, unless it has to do with the way you're you're presenting on stage. Yeah, I just be yourself. I mean, just be you. Yeah. You know, fuck all this other stuff. All right, maybe I'm wrong. All right. I get it. I get it. I think you need to hang out with Kathy. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. I get asked to wear my bra all the time on stage. <laughs> it's a real problem. I'm like, Did you dump this bucket of water on your shirt before you get on stage? 
Other questions? Yeah. That's, that's, that's your best material. It's going to the dark and making it funny. Yeah, to me, for me. Mm -hmm. I, I try with me. I have a couple things. That I just I'm just not ready to bring it out on stage. Like I don't know that I'm like I like I I I I, uh, I have attempted suicide before, and I was molested as a child. Those are my two dark things. Okay, let, let's get it out. Let's get therapy going right now. Um, and um, so I tried joking with both but uh the the suicide one it's it's all right but it's it's almost painful when i get on stage i don't feel like it helps me any mm -hmm. and the jokes aren't working so what's the point of talking about it if that's the case maybe i'll find a way to make it funny at some point uh and the other one just like i don't like to talk about it. there are other people involved and i feel like it's it's not right for me to bring it up if there are other people involved but I, so I, I don't know and if i thought i could make it funny and if i thought it would help me i would totally do that and like I, that's how i talk about my dad that, who didn't my dad pretty much hated me, you know? And so now he's part of the act, you know? And that that's great, and I feel great about it. Um, I talked about my brother disowning me. I talk about that on stage now, and I love it. So I mean, I, I think it's like, it's personal to you what whether or not you get something out of it. That's my take. Mm -hmm. I guess it just pisses me off that I see so many male comedians making great jokes. Oh yeah, fuck them. Exactly. I wrote a rape joke just because I was sick and tired of seeing guys tell rape jokes. So I wrote a male rape joke. <laughs> Which, um, but Louis C.K., uh, when he did his comeback, did a rape whistle joke. I'm just like, who the... F like, uh, I don't know. I feel like, too, you know, you made a good point. It's like, if, if, if you can write it and make it funny... I and mean, actually funny, not just like for a, a shock factor. But I think it's a great question because if you if you think about one in four, um, and I'll just speak to women, one in four women experience domestic abuse in their lifetime, and that's just the ones that reported it. So we've we've all experienced it. So it affects all of us, you know. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that question, Hillary? Or and if not, that's okay. <laughs> it's tough to talk. About. It is. It uh, is. Yeah, I think. Well, because I I'm not a comedian, so I don't write. Well, sure. I do write, but uh, I think anything can be funny done the right way. Um, but I think some things aren't funny. And some th I think as a booker, I think sometimes you do have to be slightly careful of um, if it's really personal to you and you come off not f funny, like uh, you turn the audience off and they don't listen to the rest of your set. Mm -hmm. As a booker, I see that a lot. I see a lot of people trying to like work through pain or whatever, which I think is you have to do and is appropriate. But I think there's a, a way to make it funny versus not funny and alienate your audience. Another thing that I noticed too, and this could just be my act, and maybe it's why it didn't really work. But I, I tell things that really, really dark. That like I'll, I, one of my favorite jokes lately is uh, I say, um, "Growing up was tough because I had to hide the fact that I had a girl's brain and a boy's body buried in the backyard." You know, and so, <laughs> which is like my new favorite joke now. Um, but so, but because that's so absurd, if I then go into the story about how I was molested as a child, they'd be like, "Oh, this is a joke." You know what I mean? So so that's the other thing I that I worry about. Maybe like, yeah, and I, I want to like it's it's tough for me to to be a character that makes these dark, twisted, absurd things and then go into a 
to be taken seriously if I talk about a, an event, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing I run into, but. Well, and I hear too, it's like we, not wanting to perpetuate the cycle, but also, you know, for Hillary, whether, whether you're a comedian or not, you know, I think anybody can have, I mean, anybody can have an opinion on how they feel about, you know, where's the line, you know, what, what can you talk about and not talk about? And I think something important um, that I think to myself is like, what, what about this is funny? Like when I was thinking about writing this joke, why is it like, why was it funny to me? And I think that's helpful um, when thinking about those topics. I haven't mastered, uh, I have a lot of growth to do, y'all are awesome, um, but I haven't done that, I haven't delved into that. So I like your dark comedy is really hard. awesome for sure. Um, Stina. It's like something I've been thinking about. I, I've been doing comedy for two years now, and I hear it when I'm talking to my like male comedian friends, where they're like, "No, you can't call yourself a comic until you do this X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah." Versus like female comics, you almost have to call yourself a comic before anyone else starts calling you a comic. That's kind of what I've been like chewing on, but I wanted to get your thoughts as women in comedy. Yeah, tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> First, but go ahead. I want to hear your answer for this because it's gonna be better than mine. <laughs> What are they telling you you need to do to be a comic? I mean, like... I know. Yeah, they're just like, well, you, you have to go through these milestones and these kind of, like, big things. Okay, can I just say you are whatever you say you are? Right. I've Pronouns. Had, because I'm not a comedian, I've had so many people give me a hard time and say, you can't do that, whatever. Why? Because you said I can't? Well, I'm going to show you that I can. Yeah. Like, just, just, who cares? Like she said earlier... Do what you want to do. Go up on stage. Be funny. If you want to produce a show, find a room that will let you produce a show. Learn how to produce a show. If you want to do a podcast, do that. You make your own path. No comedian gets to be a famous comedian the same way. Everyone, gets, Some people get there faster. Some people get there slower. You do whatever you want, and people are going to love you for the things that are unique about you. You just have to find what sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah. If it doesn't but, exist created. Yeah, and I, I think if, if someone says something, who cares? Your path is not what someone else's path is. Yeah. Right. And you got and like quite honestly, you, like uh, you, there's got to be a point in where you're just like it doesn't matter what the, you know, where inside your head you're like it doesn't matter what they say. I'm doing this for me and that's that. And they don't they're not going to affect me. And you have to be in almost like that bubble where these people that shit's not going to get me down. Um and I'm going to keep going going forward no matter what they say, you know. And, and so I mean like don't it's just like a, it's almost like you have to grow like armadillo skin or something, you know, For and just sure. be like let it bounce off. So, well, I find too, like those kinds of things aren't about me, right? You know, when that it's never about me, and just if I keep that in my head, it's super helpful. But also, um, I, I, I just wanted to ask real quick, uh, how do you pretend you like dick? 
<laughs> oh, baby. Right there. You know, when, you know when you're sucking a dick and then you chew really hard or something, I guess, or whatever you do. Like on the forty-year-old virgin, he's like, "They're sandbags." I was like, and I told her the dirtiest joke about sucking dick, and it was fucking hilarious. Can you tell it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I talked about. You know, fellas, you know, clean your ass. <laughs> you clean your fucking ass. Because one time I was sucking her dick. And I looked up. And I saw a doodle ball. Oh. And you know what I did? I just started blowing at the shit. I was like, so that's. <laughs> Did so, you make a wish? Yeah. <laughs> All right, since, since you're not using that, can I have it? <laughs> my, my wish was that it was a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you come out like in a timeline? Like, where was it when you came out versus like when Ellen came out publicly? Was it around the same time, or did you do it like way after or way before? After? Yeah. And I felt fucking good. Good for I, you. After I got to that point, I don't give a shit what anybody thought about me. Yeah. I was like, if I come up here in my pajamas and have shit stains in my drawers, <laughs> I don't give That's how I do half my sets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I get but, lots of attention. But you also had confidence at that point that you're funny because like, you had yeah. that confidence inside. And yeah. I think that's what, getting to that point is like a tough thing. What a know? great question. Yeah. Um, and so just, uh, first of all, thank you so much for all of you being here and learning so much. I really appreciate it. Um, you're all so great. Thanks for having and me. I, uh, spending your time here, I guess what I would like to end on is just kind of if, if, when we everybody leaves here today, what would you like their biggest takeaway to be leaving here today about your experience? Um, go after you, after your dreams. Just do you. Mm-hmm. And if awesome. you love comedy, do it. Yeah. Do not give up ever. I mean, you 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 have some times where it was like ah, I'm I'm bombing every night. So get your ass back on stage. Yeah. Once you quit, that's it. For me, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do not ever give up. Awesome. Just keep going. Very cool. Even if it's 50 years. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I'd say just like, for it, just go with the attitude like you have to work twice as hard as every guy comic. You have to get more laughs than every one of them, and, and it's worth. And just do it. Just go through, and then uh, and have a good memory, and remember all the, anyone who tried to push you down on the way up. That's so easy to remember, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because when you start producing a show, believe me, everyone comes running, you know? What about you? Mine would be uh, just don't let anybody tell you what you can do. Like I said earlier, you can make your own path. And um, a no is not a no. A no is just not right now. It doesn't have to be a no. If someone tells me, every time someone tells me no, I just tell myself, like, okay, well, I'm going to figure out another way to do it without you. And I'll show you that I can do it. I don't. People tell you no, you don't need them. Someone, not everyone's gonna tell you no. 
So just don't give up. Just keep going. Someone else is going to say yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much uh, for being here today, Hillary, Kathy, Jay. Keep killing it. Keep being awesome. Thank you. <laughs>